Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lion's Den with your hosts, Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. That is right. What's going on, everybody? You are listening to the Lion's Den here on Impact Sports. I'm Michael Heiger here with my good friend, Louis Bellotta. We Lewis, have an intro. We have an intro. Woo! Shout out to our uh, production coach, Lou Divizio, for putting that intro together. We can finally get uh, hype before the show with some Kanye, uh, along with, mixed up with some Lions highlights. So, love the intro. Shout out to Lou for that. Um, what do you think of the intro, Lewis? I love it. You love it? Because I picked out the song. You did I pick love out it. the song. And you know what? Great, great song choice. You can never go wrong with some Kanye. So, uh, thanks, thanks to Lou for that once again. And, you, what, of course, you are listening to the Lions Den here on Impact Sports, and we have a lot to talk about today for your Detroit football Lions. So, let's get started. Uh, Lou, uh, what to, what can the fans expect to hear um, today? Well, we're going to be talking a little Diggy, the signing of uh, the safety out of the Baltimore Ravens, James Ahegdabo. Oh, yeah. Yes, Ahegdabo. All right, James Ahegdabo, yes. We're also going to be talking uh, how the Lions lost Sean Hill. What, what, do we, what can we expect oh. now? And I have a little topic that I want to talk about at the end of this show. I'm going to wait till the end so, right. no, so people stick around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting topic, I think. Just so people know, I'm completely, I don't know this topic either, so I'm completely uh, guessing just as you are, so I'm looking forward to it. But let, let's get started on our new Lions safety. Of course, he did just sign a couple of days ago. I love the nickname that, it's pretty clever, Diggy, uh, for the new Lions safety, James Ahectabo. Of course, he was on the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him to a two-year deal worth just over $3 million. Uh, last season, he had 101 tackles, which is probably his best regular season of his career, getting 100 tackles. Uh, he is a eight-year veteran. It's looking like a pretty decent signing for the Lions, Lewis. We knew that safety was something that they were looking at. So what do you think of this? No, I definitely agree with you. Uh, you know... There could have been maybe somebody slightly better out there in Chris Clemens or DeCoud. But, uh, you know, James Ahegdabo brings one thing in that the Lions seem to be on pace for just bringing in everybody this year with a Super Bowl ring. Uh, You know this organization wants one, and it seems like the one thing that they had in mind when signing and bringing in all these people this offseason was a Super Bowl ring. got Golden Tate, now you got Diggy. The coaching staff's got Super Bowl rings. Everybody's got a ring except the Lions themselves. I think that's what they were going for. It's what they wanted. I'm cool with it. I like the signing. Yeah, I mean, when you have a franchise that wants to win and they've been struggling with winning, you want to bring in winners. And you look at the free agents they've brought in this offseason, I can't really think of one that hasn't won. And even the head coach, Jim Caldwell, has won a Super Bowl. And what I like about James Ahegdabo as well is he's familiar with our new defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin's defensive scheme. Terrell Austin worked with Ahegdabo back in Baltimore as the secondary coach, so... He he knows how Hegdabo plays. He's a hard hitter, uh, hard working player. Exactly what the Lions are looking for. And he had a, his best season by far in 2013. Does it worry a little bit that maybe it could have been a fluke? A, a fluke? It could have been. He had three interceptions last year. In his previous five seasons, he didn't have any. I mean, by far, he had the most tackles he's had in a season. So it could be a little bit of a fluke. I don't think it's a fluke just because looking at his stats, he he started all 16 games in 2011, 12, and 13, and he racked up his most tackles in 2013. I don't think it's a fluke. 
that you go from 25 combined tackles in 2012 to just over 100 the next season. That's not a fluke. You just get better. You're more comfortable in a scheme. You like the team, the town. You know, something just works. And I think that's that, that's the case. And that's what excites me is Austin knows how to coach this guy. He, he somehow was able to notice something in his game where he was able to, where Ahegnabo was able to produce 76 more tackles than he did the previous season. I mean, you could call that a fluke, but in my opinion, that's somebody who learned how to play their position at a near elite level. So I think it was a good signing for the Lions. It'll go down as a quiet signing, but I think him in the secondary paired with Glover Quinn uh, at, the, at safety is not bad for the Lions. I would like, I like a, okay, I loved Louis Delmas, one, we have the same name too, Louis Delmas, Michigan native, and I just love the guy, who did not love Louis Delmas, but the thing was, he was not durable at all, and aside from his his rookie season, uh, Ahegdabo has only missed three games since 2009, so now not only are we signing people with rings, but we're signing durable players, just like Golden Tate, who doesn't miss games often either. Mm Mm-hmm. You look at their season last year, their entire season was brought down by injuries. Yep. They don't want to fall victim to that again. I think with a Hector Bow coming in, Golden Tate's another guy who's very durable. They're bringing in guys who they know, who the Lions can feel comfortable with at playing at least 14 or 15 games a season, where they know that they're not going to hopefully um, – earn any long-term injuries. So I like the signing of a Hegdebo. It's a cheap signing. I don't know if it'll last all two years. We'll see how he plays his first year with the Lions. And I think it will. They're so thin at safety, I don't know why it wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. And now I really don't think that they're going to be drafting a safety either. I don't either, no. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. I had a little bit of hope for HaHa Clinton-Dix, but... I had no hope for that. I didn't want him. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I think anybody from Alabama is overrated. It's fair. I mean, I think with Nick Saban, he's a great head coach, but I haven't seen him produce a lot of talent. Uh, he's produced talent to the NFL, but not as much as his teams have succeeded at Alabama. So, yep. um, of course, with free agency, there the Lions did lose a very uh, popular player on the Lions roster. Uh, backup quarterback Sean Hill uh, sadly left for the St. Louis Rams a couple of days ago, signed with the Rams. Um, so now the Lions are missing a backup quarterback, and it brings up the question, who's going to fill up that hole? Are they going to draft somebody, sign somebody in free agency? Lewis, what do you think? Both. Think I think both? they're going to both. I, for whatever, you know, th- with the things I've read about Kellen Moore, they they haven't really seen much out of him, and he's just kind of a practice squad kind of guy. And I feel like if he doesn't perform this offseason, uh, they're just going to kick him to the curb. I feel like they could draft somebody like Taj Boyd, late mm-hmm. rounds, like fifth round, fourth round, something like that. He is a proven leader and a winner, just like Kellen Moore was, but he's a bigger body and could maybe more of a better backup quarterback than Kellen Moore was. But right now, looking at like the at the free agency list of remaining quarterbacks, it's not pretty. I read something that they wanted Dan Orlovsky. I don't want him back. He's just going to walk out of the end zone again and get us another safety. Yeah. I mean, I, he's not worth any kind of money. <laughs> I would rather they sign... I mean, you have David Garrard, who at least has been to the playoffs as a starter once. You could sign Kevin Cobb. He was very hyped a lot and didn't do much, but I think his most notoriety came as a backup. I would like Kevin Cobb as a backup. You would like Kevin Cobb? Yeah. I'm looking at this list, too, and I'm looking at guys and thinking of who who's succeeded in the NFL. 
who has won some games, who has played some fruit, who has started for some good teams. And I look at Gerard, I look at Cobb. Cobb's a guy that I just, I've never really felt can keep it together for a full NFL season. I don't know if I can really trust him. And I, I, I definitely agree with you on that, and he's definitely not worth starter money like he mm-hmm. got a while ago. But um, I think he's just, he's a backup. That's what he is. And I think he should be signed as one. And he can definitely come in and help the Lions. Heaven forbid Stafford gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, Lions fans do forget that it, it. we are just a couple of years separated from Lions fans really being worried about Stafford's injuries. And they, his first couple of years in the NFL, they came on a very frequent basis. And you could never really trust Stafford to go the full 16-game seasons. And, I mean, luckily, fortunately, Stafford hasn't really sustained any of those injuries the last couple of years. But I think backup quarterback is not something that you can just ignore. You look at how Sean Hill was able to come in when Stafford did sustain those injuries, and he was able to still win some games for the team. And obviously, when you lose your starting quarterback the main worry is you're losing your leader of the team and so that's why you really need somebody who's going to be able to come in and take over this offense if Stafford god forbid were to have to go down somebody that I'm really looking somebody that I'm looking at on this list that I think would be able to fill in those shoes is a Rex Grossman uh of course Lions fans remember him from his years at the Chicago bit with the Chicago Bears he did start some games he did win some games uh he played he's he most recently was with the Washington Redskins, uh, backing up RG3 along with Kirk Cousins. So obviously the Redskins thought that he was a viable backup if they could have trusted him behind RG3, who, as we know, sustains a lot of different injuries. So Rex Grossman is somebody that I would really like the Lions to bring in. If not him, I do like Gerard from the Jets. I also, I also wouldn't mind Kevin Cobb, so I don't think that's something that the Lions could ignore. But at the same time, I do think that they need to draft somebody as well. Create some competition for Matthew Stafford. Uh, light a fire under him so he knows that he needs to perform in order to earn the starting job. Yeah, I mean, because it's just one of those situations where he knows it's his. Yeah, and I think when you feel when you know that the position is yours and you're not worried about the guys behind you, I mean, I'm not gonna. I I don't. I wouldn't say that he doesn't try as hard in practice, but he doesn't have something to compete for in training camp in the preseason. And I'm not saying that he's going to be in a quarterback competition, but it. I think having those backup quarterbacks behind you does give you a little bit more of drive and a little bit more motivation to outperform them and go into the regular season as the. Absolute no doubt starting quarterback for the team. That's why I think they should draft somebody like Taj Boyd with that extra fourth round pick they got. Because, uh, you know, he was just a proven winner winning his quarterback at Clemson. He's going to come into the NFL just being like, I, all I do is win no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think that would help bring some competition to Stafford. Or at least be like, oh, let me show this guy up already. It's the NFL, not college anymore. I'd be very happy with Taj Boyd if the Lions were to bring him in. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with them using a fourth round pick on him, though. Um, I know that line. I know that they did just get those two extra fourth round compensatory picks, which I think are going to help out, especially in this very deep draft. But I think that there's too many other holes that the Lions need to fill before filling up a backup quarterback position with somebody like Taj Boyd. I, I could see Taj Boyd falling to the sixth round, and if they do lose out on him, I don't think the Lions will be that upset. If 
I would rather wait until the sixth or seventh round to maybe look at a backup quarterback and go for whether it's somebody like Taj Boyd or somebody else who's farther back in the draft. I haven't done that much studying where I know the quarterbacks that are going to be available back there. But um, I think that's somewhere that the Lions should look at maybe a little bit later in the draft and maybe focus more on a kicker with one of those compensatory fourth-round picks. Because I... The Lions don't even have a kicker on their roster. So I think that's another hole that the Lions do need to uh, take a look at and figure out in the draft as well. Why don't they just bring back Rugland? I mean, everybody loves Kickalicious. Everyone loves Kickalicious. He was great. I mean, granted, it was only the preseason, but he didn't really show a reason why we shouldn't like him. I have a reason why I don't like him. Why is that? He's never played an NFL game. He's never kicked on an NFL field. I mean, of course, he is in the in the preseason, but I don't I don't count the preseason. Yes, he's a YouTube sensation, but that doesn't really excite me. I think the Lions would be better off going looking at whoever the best kicker is in this draft and drafting him. I would love to bring in a young kicker and have him fill the shoes of Jason Hansen. I know the Lions fans can't really trust a young kicker coming right out of college, but I think that might be the best route for the Lions to go. Yeah, the best kicker right now is Chris Boswell out of Rice. Okay. I'm not too familiar with Rice football. I've never really watched him play, but... I'm not as well, mm-hmm. but hey, if he's the best, projected to go fifth or sixth round, appropriate spot to p- take a, take the ov- the highest overall kicker. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I would be fine using a fifth or sixth round pick on somebody who's going to be starting for your team. Yes, he's a kicker, but you look at how many games the Lions could have won if David Akers had made his kicks last year. And that could be a difference between a playoff berth and missing the playoffs yet again. So I don't think it's fair to necessarily pass over the kicker position and think of it as a non-entity because I think it is. I think uh, I like what the Lions did last year, drafting the punter in the fifth round with Sam Martin. Worked and out well. It did work out well. And so why not try it again with a kicker? You've looked at you look at some kickers in the past that have actually been drafted instead of being signed out of free agent being undrafted free agents, and those kickers actually do wind up uh, transitioning pretty well from their college success to the NFL. So I would love to see the Lions focus on that in the draft rather than a backup quarterback. And that's that's my opinion. Some Lions fans may feel more secure getting the backup quarterback behind Stafford. So we'll see what the Lions do in May. I think that'll be... I think this is one of those years where the later rounds are more interesting than the first couple of rounds. I'm kind of interested to see where the Lions look at in the third or fourth round, what positions they look to fill. So I think that'll be something to look at in this year's draft as well. I completely agree with you, Hager. All right. All right, now I'm going to bring up this topic that I was thinking about over the last week, and I want people's opinion, and I want your opinion. So it's been rumored that Sue's contract talks are not going to happen at the, at the meetings down in Florida, but they're going to happen maybe a little bit after. It's also been said that Nick Fairley, they're not picking up their option on Nick Fairley. So the Lions right now are faced with this decision and this possibility that their starting two defensive tackles are not going to be on the team anymore come the end of next season. They're going to be completely gone, and wanting to sign both of them is out of the picture. In my mind, I think it's a waste of money because you won't be able to better your team giving Indomitian Sue and Nick Fairley more money than they're worth because I think they're not worth it. 
I don't think Nick Fairley is worth an extension. He's worth average defensive tackle money. He's not going to want average defensive tackle money. Sue is going to want a a record-breaking contract, and in some situations, he does kind of deserve it. I don't think the Lions can afford to give it to him. So what I'm proposing is I want a new defensive line. I've seen enough of Sue and enough of Fairley over the last couple seasons to not want them on this team anymore because they're just going to continue to be a headache. Fairley, I think, is overrated. Every year, he's kind of like a Rick Porcello. Gonna have his breakout season. Never has. He had almost the same exact stats this last season than he did in 2012 where he played half as many games. That alone says to me, you're not good. You're just average. He had six sacks this season, 5.5 the season before, and he played half as many games. That's not impressive to me. That shouldn't be impressive to anybody. That's probably one reason why the Lions didn't pick up his option. He's not worth it. Who I do think is worth any of this is Aaron Donald out of Pittsburgh. I think drafting him with the first overall pick is a smarter idea than going after a Justin Gilbert or a Mike Evans. The wide receivers are deep in the draft. You can pick up a solid starter in the second round. And I don't think the Lions need a corner. They Okay, they need a corner. I don't think they need a first overall pick corner because the corners that we have haven't had time to develop because the last coaching staff sucked. And one thing that makes corner that makes corners good or bad is a pass rush. If you have a good pass rush, your corners are going to be better. Right now, I think our pass rush is average. And an average pass rush and average corners, your defense isn't going to be that good because if they're matched up one-on-one, they're going to get beat all the time. So instead of fixing our secondary, I want to fix the pass rush and the defensive line because I think that's our weakness and not our secondary. Do you agree? Well, I, I'll, I'll have to tell you, I don't agree. You don't agree. And why is that? Well, I do think after next season, one of the two, either Fairley or Sue, will be coming back. I don't, I don't picture them losing Sue and not bringing back Nick Fairley and re-signing him. I know that they didn't pick up his option, and I know that he's a free agent after next year, and I know that Ndamukong Sue probably doesn't really want to play here, but in my mind, I don't think it's time to tear up that defensive line just yet. And I know there's going to be a lot of fans that probably aren't on your side either where they, w- oh, we have to draft another offense, another defensive lineman in the first round, another defensive tackle, then we just draft Ansa last year. Fairly a couple of Ansa years Ansa is an edge rusher, though, which is Ansa, different. Ansa is an edge rusher, of course, and we're looking more for an interior lineman. And I was actually looking at uh, some other mock drafts, uh, uh, actually just yesterday on NFL.com, because I'm a mock draft junkie. And I was looking at somebody, he had us taking nose tackle Timmy Jernigan out of Florida State. And I thought about it, when have the Lions ever really had a nose tackle? And I wouldn't be happy with that. No, I wouldn't be happy with that either. If they're going to take a defensive tackle, I would want them taking Aaron Donald. He's almost like a mini Sue. Mm-hmm. His stats in college were better than Adamican Sue's. Granted, he's not as big. He's about four inches shorter and some pounds lighter. But at the same time, the Lions don't even have depth at that position. They don't have any depth at that position. They That's did. the other reason. One, we're going to lose one of those guys, and why would you not want to groom a starter for a year? And two, we have no depth. Say one of those guys get hurt. What are you going to do? C.J. Mosley isn't going to do crap. 
Yeah, and last year they did have some depth at that position. They had Israel. They had uh, Israel Adonje. Willie Young. Willie Young. Guess where they went? They went back to Chicago. Exactly. Jared Allen went to Chicago. You look at Julius Peppers went to the Green Bay Packers. When are these guys ever going to get out of our division? First of all, I'm sure Stafford's not very happy about that. I wouldn't be either. No, I'm not. They're not. I mean, like. So now the Chicago Bears have an awesome defensive line. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen and uh, oh, the guy from Oakland. What's his name? He's a stud. I oh, can't think of his Justin name. Justin Tuck? No, not Justin Tuck. He was from New York. Oh, now, what is his name? Whatever. whatever. Well, forget forget yeah. it. You know what I mean. I do know who you mean. They, just, they now have yeah. a better defensive line than they did before, and they're not overpaying for their guys. I mean, our offensive line is a lot better, so I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. But the same is our defensive line is looking crappy compared to everybody else's. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it crappy. Okay, I, w- okay. I, I went overboard. I wouldn't call it crappy either. It has the potential to become crappy because we have this potential to lose players now. Yeah, and that's where... And that's really where this big question mark around Indomitian Sue comes up. If, if, if I knew for a fact that Sue and Fairley would not be back next season, I would say, sure, go ahead, draft Donald out of uh, Pitt. I think he would be a great fit for the defensive line. I do think that the, I do just have that gut feeling one out of the two is going to be back. And fans are saying, oh, Sue doesn't want to play here. He didn't restructure his contract. It's the end of March, and he's still not signed. People forget Matthew Stafford didn't restructure his contract until July. There, There's really, I think there's still time with Indomitian Sue. Fans are freaking out, saying he doesn't want to be here. They're more freaked out, though, because of the whole free agency thing, and he kind of screwed over the team with, you know, hoarding up too much money in his cap space. Yeah, he did kind of screw over the team, and it's clear that he's making himself first priority over the rest of the team, and that worries me a little bit. I don't want a guy on I don't want a guy on the roster that feels like he's bigger than the rest of the team. Um, so I feel like with Sue, it's really important where you 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 just need an you need an answer, and that's the and that's the issue. I want an answer by the draft. Are you gonna be? Are you here for the long haul, or are you gone? And if I had my honest opinion, I feel like he is gone, but I don't think it's a sure thing just yet. People, it took Stafford until July to sign his contract. It's still the end of March. There is still some time. Of course, he did. We could have signed some better free agents. Don't we definitely could have signed some better free agents. Yeah, it, it's just a. It's just a matter of the fact that I think I I don't. I don't like Sue anymore. I don't like him anymore. My love for him as a fan is gone. It really is gone. It, it, I don't know if it should be, but it's gone. I don't know if that's right, but I think it is right because I think a lot of the fans are feeling that way too. And the other point that I didn't bring up earlier was I wanted to draft Donald, and then with that money you save by not signing either Sue or Fairley, go out and get the best defensive tackle next year. Go out and get the best one. Yeah, that's not a bad option. Because you know right what? now, at the production we're getting out of both those players, it's almost the same production as having a good first overall pick and the best defensive tackle in the league but that's available. But you know what? Nick Fairley could very well be the best defensive tackle option He next could, year. but he's lazy. Granted, the organization didn't pick up his contract and literally said in the thing, we're trying to motivate him to play better. They know he's lazy. This is a guy that everyone projected to go a lot higher in the draft than he wa- than he got picked. Left- Lions fans were shocked that he fell. I think we drafted him 12th or 13th that year, and Lions fans were shocked. He was supposed to go in the top five or seven picks that year, and maybe part of that does have to do with his work ethic. Some of the stuff that you don't see behind the scenes, more... 
of what goes on in practice, and that doesn't really translate well to the NFL. When you don't bring a good work ethic, you're not going to be able to perform against true NFL talent. And I think he's out of shape, Nick Fairley. I don't think he... He's always been out of shape. He's always been out the of shape. The fact that he got injured his first rookie season and didn't even play at all probably didn't help at all either. Oh, he no. had all this big free agent... Or he had all this big money now that he never had before. He just sat around and got fat. Yeah, when you lose your rookie season and you're already out of shape, that doesn't really bode well for you. And only 35 tackles last year. He did have the six sacks. And that's something that... I think is a ray of hope having those six sacks last year got, I think there is still a little bit of hope for Nick Fairley a lot. No, but if you look at it one sack in 2011 and then you, and then you go up to five and a half in 2012 and then six in 2013, who's to say that you're not going to, who's to say he's not going to produce even more next year. And he played 15 out of the 16 games last year as well. I think his work ethic is getting better. I think he is getting better as a player. I don't know if it's time to cut the, I don't know if it's time to cut the leash yet on either Sue or Fairley. And I wouldn't, I'd be, I would be surprised if both of them were back for 2015, but I think you need at least one of those guys to stay on your defensive line. There's, I don't really like the idea of, fill, of um, creating more holes when you fill holes, you know? I know what you mean, but it's one of those situations now where I feel like it's just... if Granted, Jim Schwartz I th- caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But we'll be able to tell with this season how much of those problems were also caused by the team he had. And I think that Sue and Fairley are not a good defensive tandem. And I think they're hurting the team more than they're helping it. They do a lot of bonehead things. I hate when Fairley celebrates something he did that doesn't matter. Like when they're down 10 points in the third quarter and he gets a tackle for loss, another second and 15, and he does some kind of dance. Dude, you're not winning. They didn't win them the game. Why are you dancing? He is that kind of player. I hate that kind of player. I, I, you know, I just don't think he's worth the money. I want him off the team. He's just one of those guys. He's going to help out a team somewhere. He's obviously going to yeah. do that. I just don't want him helping the Lions anymore. Also, Lamar Houston is oh, the yeah. uh, player that the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears signed. Continue That's on with who the conversation. it was. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, you, you do bring up a valid point. I don't like, I don't like players that don't really – they worry more about their stats than the scoreboard. And – I think Fairley does do that sometimes. I agree with you. All the time. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really produce much anyway. So, I mean, it's only, it, it's not too often when he actually does get a sack and celebrate when we're a couple of touchdowns down. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's a very interesting point that you bring up, especially with the Lions declining his option for 2015 making him a free agent now it's something that you really have to wonder is defensive tackles somewhere that they're going to look in the draft and what and with donald being that there are some good defensive tackle prospects available in my opinion i think the lions would be better off i've said this for a couple of weeks now going with the wide receiver whether it's Watkins or evans i mean that's what i want to yeah. <laughs> i mean it, their depth isn't great yet it, they would be solidified with them but i think Aaron Donald's got to be something you got to look at because they're in a win now mode. But when when you're in a win now mode, you also got to be thinking about the future. 
Yeah, you do have to be thinking about the future. I just don't see that as some of the Lions have really done that often in the draft. They look at guys that are the best available players on the board who are going to be able to come in right away and be a starter on that team. And Donald wouldn't start right away. I don't know if that would be good for him. I, I know that it would be good for him to be under Sue and Fairley. Two guys that were first-round picks have been in the same position as him, know what it's like to go from college into the NFL and produce but now I'm thinking about this now. Are they even good role models? That's that's something else that you have to wonder. And well, I didn't I mean, even think about that. They're not good role models. So, not at all. Oh, my gosh. I, this situation is going to be worse than the secondary situation. I, I honestly think so. Because at least with the secondary situation, those players needed to grow. And they didn't really have a coach to let them grow. And now they do. But with the defensive line, it was soon fairly first-round picks, a whole bunch of talent. They screwed their own future. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, and they are who they are. They are who we thought they were. Not really, <laughs> but um, I'm just, you know, this is going to become a problem. A year from now, we're going to be talking about this right now because that's going to be the situation. It'll be like, oh, well, we want another cornerback. You need a defensive lineman because if you don't have a pass rush, it doesn't matter how your cornerbacks are going to do. If they're all Darrell Revis, it's the only way that situation is solved. Lewis, I'm marking it down a year from today that you predicted that the defensive line will be a bigger issue than the secondary next offseason. It will. I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope not. Well, I mean, I guess maybe that would mean the secondary. Jason is a Jones better. is coming off the books, too. Need another edge rusher. It's going to be a huge problem. Ah, oh, yeah. Jason Jones, because he's a huge piece of this defensive line. I mean, he will he's be. He's not starting, a huge but piece, but he's something. He is something. But I don't know. I just I don't trust the secondary at all. I know we have Darius Slay and Chris Greenwood and Jonte Green, but I, I'm not comfortable with any of those guys. I feel like secondary is by far the biggest hole on this team. I don't think there's anyone worthy of drafting with the 10th pick in the draft. If they were to move back, that'd be fine with me. But I don't see defense. That is a pretty bold statement saying that the defensive line is a bigger issue than secondary. I know going not a to ton, be a, of, going not to a ton be a, of people would agree with you. It's going to be a bigger uh, issue. But just a year be, from now, just be warned. If the lines do, if you're right, and the lines do draft Donald in the first round, there's going to be an uproar in the city of Detroit because there are not going to be too many happy people with that pick. I mm-hmm. yeah, it would not be the the flashy pick that everyone it w- wants. It wouldn't be the flashy pick, but it's just something to think about. Because it's it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate thing. It is legitimate. What I brought issue, up is legitimate. Yeah, it's legitimate, legitimate issue. Oh, I don't know why I can't pronounce that word. It's a legitimate issue that really a lot of fans don't realize is an issue. I mean, fans aren't in the negotiating room with Sue. They don't really know what's going on with him. Fairly, obviously, he's going to be a free agent next year. But fans are looking at right now who can come in and be a impact starter on this team and fill and fill a need for the team that is the whether it's a cornerback or wide receiver fill a need for the lines that is pretty evident and so if they were to draft a defensive tackle I wouldn't be I wouldn't be one of the people that upset about it but I'd be pretty surprised I would be so I mean, I'd have to say I would be too, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I wouldn't be like, no. But yeah. yeah. But you bring up an intriguing point, though. I think it is something that Lions fans haven't really thought about this offseason, drafting a defensive tackle, because we really haven't had to think about it lately with Fairley and Sue up there in the middle. Ever since drafting Fairley, it really hasn't been much of an issue. So I think that'll be something, I think that'll be an intriguing thing to look at 
uh, during the month of April, perhaps they'll wind up trading Sue or something. I don't think they will, but maybe they'll wind up trading Sue and cutting fairly and we'll, we'll definitely be drafting a defensive tackle. You really never know with the Lions, so we'll see. You bring up an intriguing point, though, so uh, it, it, it will be something to look at. But that's going to basically do it for our show today. I am your host, Michael Hager, here with my co-host, Louis Bellata. See you guys. Yep, see you later, guys. Have a great weekend, and go Lions! Woo! Charging team level, are you? And the blue and silver wing.